Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> B-F-T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the Bald Face Truth. A lot of talk about SMU, possibly to the Pac-12 conference, conference expansion, something that comes up every day on this show. Been writing a lot about it talking a lot about it our next guest columnist at the fort worth star telegram and an smu professor nobody better or more qualified to talk about smu in the way that they may or may not fit in the pac-12 than mac engel fort worth star telegram professor at smu he's joining us now how are you uh, i can't complain john Unless you want me to, and that's going to be a hell of a show. Love it. Uh, look, let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about you know the the overall enthusiasm in the SMU fan base. Uh, what do you uh, what do you hear? What do you see? What how has it changed in the last couple of months? Um, well, it really took a hit when Sonny Dykes left for TCU, and then he comes within a game of winning a national title and his replacement Rhett Lashley who, who did okay uh, finishes seven and six that hurt uh, that one that one left a mark and um, you know it's really tough you know when you see the guy who meant so much to putting your football program back in a really positive nationally relevant state and he leaves for the school uh, 35 40 minutes away and then goes to the national title game, that, that hurts. Um, I think there's been a lot of positive momentum in the last couple of months, well, a month or so, because Rhett Lashley has really cleaned up in the transfer portal. He's getting a lot of kids uh, transferring from a lot of different places, which is one thing um, uh, they had done under Sonny Dykes. And a lot of them are coming to Miami because that's where, pardon me, that a lot of them are coming from Miami because that's where Rhett was. Um, before he came to Dallas as a head coach uh, at SMU. So I think it's getting better. And now it's all about the potential of joining the Big 12, pardon me, the Pac-12. The Big 12 doesn't want them. They don't because they they don't need them. They they don't need another small private school. They already have two. They don't want another one. If they're going to expand, they're going west, and they're going to try to pick off a Pac-12 school. That's just the way it is. So now the Pac-12, as you've talked about it, like you, you could talk about it every day, they're looking potentially at trying to grab some presence in the Midwest, the central part of the United States, in Texas, in Dallas. Uh, who, who can you get? SMU's it. So SMU, according to people I talked to, has gone out of its way in trying to court a Pac-12 invitation, including saying, you don't have to give us, We'll we'll cover the cost. Like they're going above and beyond the norm of when a school is admitted to a new conference in terms of revenue sharing distribution. 
they're going to take less. And that now, how much less? That's that, that's up for debate. But they're up for they're up for anything. They just want to be in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 is basically saying, from what I understand, according to people who are in the Mountain Time Zone. Uh, we're not so sure about this. We, we're not sure that this is going to really help secure us a larger media rights contract with whatever platform that wants to give them money. It, I, I think George Kleokoff is is trying to do the best he can with what's out there and trying to prevent the Big 12 from raiding his 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 his, his, his conference. But the idea that this is a done deal, at least from the people I talk to, is pretty premature. I agree with that. Uh, we're talking to Mac Engel, Fort Worth Star-Telegram columnist. When George Kuyovkov shows up at the SMU home basketball game a couple weeks ago, caused a stir, uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out why he was okay with being seen there. Was he just going there out of uh, you know a courtesy to the SMU boosters and administrators? Um, you know, is is there so much money on the table from the potential SMU community that he has to listen because he's not making that visit to some other places? No, and I was surprised he did it too. And the idea that he could do it, you know, incognito or putting on a fuzzy mustache or a hat or whatever else, <laughs> I thought that was a little bit of a. I mean, you can't you can't do that in this day and age. You just can't. It's going to get out, especially if you're going to sit in the same suite with the AD and the president of the school. I mean, if you're, if you're going to try to be subtle about it, then be subtle. Like fly in, meet him at the airport, and leave. Don't go to campus, walk around, and go to a game. I, I'm surprised he was a little brazen, as brazen as he was about it. Uh, and, and not brazen, that, that implies he was shameless. He wasn't shameless about it. He was right. out there with it. And I thought that was kind of bold, unnecessary, and I think, I think had he not done it, had he not been so visible, he might be further down the road with this, which is what he wants to be, because then it got out to the other, other conference institutions, and they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not sure this is a great idea. And I, I understand it, because if you're a conference, you want to be associated with the big schools. SMU is not big. It's got a ton of money got plenty of uh, prestige and stature, and it's got a great affiliate. I mean, it's, it's in a great neighborhood. It is a great place, but it's really, really small. And they didn't fill that stadium up this year. I mean, most of these places aren't filling up anymore, anywhere. SMU's not. And even if they played Arizona State uh, on a Saturday, that that's not going to guarantee uh, uh, a sellout. And I understand this isn't really about attendance as much as it is what can we present to um, a network? And I'm, I, you know, I, I get what he's trying to do. He, he, he's got to do what he can. And San Diego State would, you know, do whatever possible to be a part of it. The question is, would that secure Oregon, Washington, and whoever's left in charge of the Pac-12? And I think you know, John, way better than I do, it does not. Yeah, I don't think they have anywhere to go. That's the first thing is, you know, the invitation's not there for the Big Ten. I don't think they want to be traveling to Central Florida to go play games there in Louisville and other places. I think the I think Oregon-Washington will sit tight. I think the bigger question is, you know, does, does SMU and does San Diego State add enough value? Does Dallas-Fort Worth and, uh, you know, about 1.2 million households in southern – Southern California, 
move the needle enough for the networks? That's a big question. Um, the it doesn't. You and I, but John, it, it, we know. We know the answer. It doesn't. SMU and San Diego State were in the whack from '96 to '99 or 2000, whatever it was. Right? Remember, the whack was a 16 team and had eight. You know, it was thousand time zones: Hawaii, Houston, to Tulsa, TCU, SMU, New Mexico, blah blah blah. And they just they don't. And that's not an indictment on the schools. It's not. But we both know that in these particular markets, SMU is a small private school in a major metropolitan area that has 8 billion things to do. And unless you have some affiliation with that university, you're not going to the games. You're going to the Cowboy games. You're going to high school, whatever. That's the way college athletics work, especially in major major metropolitan areas. They can't build T-shirt fans. TCU has been really, really good for 20 years. They didn't sell, They didn't sell that stadium out one time this year. Not once. It's forty-eight thousand because the school's just so small. Now they had good crowds relative to the size of that stadium. It wasn't full. It just it wasn't because the school's really small. So you and I both know that SMU is not going to you know draw eyeballs to TV sets. It's just it's not. So the hope is what what will this bring to us if we can have seven games at noon or three thirty as opposed to nine or nine thirty? Yes. And. And, and, and I, you know, I, I can't blame them for trying, but I do think at the end of it, I've seen this long, I've seen this as long as you have, John. Dallas is one of those things in a college sense. It's, it's not fool's gold. Brother, this is a pro market. This is a pro town, and it's a Texas town. It's a Texas A&M town, and that's that. Yeah, I keep looking at the candidates, and, in, in, you know, I was told today that the Pac-12 has been arm's length with Boise State, so I'm kind of scratching them off the list, uh, penciling them out, you know, and Fresno State, I think, is in the same boat. I just think the brand of the Pac-12, they're not going to go for that. They're competing against those schools anyway for recruits. Why would they want to include them? Uh, and I, I think San Diego State makes some sense, but it's not USC-UCLA, you look at UNLV, that's, you know, 700,000 TV households in the market, maybe growing, but, you know, unless the gambling partners are going to come in with a lot of money for you, uh, it, you know, it doesn't move the needle either. SMU and Rice, I look at those markets, and you, you mentioned it, those are pro towns. So I, I think the only reason to add them is if your TV partner is saying, we want Dallas-Fort Worth, we want Southern California, and we need the inventory in order to close this deal. Uh, the uh, it, admission to the Pac-12, it means a lot to the to the donors and the boosters. Does it mean anything to the students on campus? Yeah, it does. It, it actually does. They, they want it. That's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, they, they want it. They want to be affiliated with bigger-time programs. It's fun, right? It is. It is more fun. You know, Washington, Oregon versus Washington is a fun game. Oregon versus Eastern Washington just isn't as much fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm picking, you know, I'm, I'm picking on Eastern Washington, but you, you get the yeah. idea. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they all did. TC, I've seen TC go through this. You know, TC was really bummed about Texas and Oklahoma leaving. They all are. Because those are, those are signature games. And you get big crowds for those things. And they're gone now. They're going to be gone in a year. And, you know, Houston's really good. Cincinnati's been really good. BYU's BYU. Uh, UCF, they've been, you know, they're, they're spending a ton of money. It's just not the same. It's just not. There's like, I was talking to an AD about this the other day. There's like 20, maybe 25 schools that really run college athletics. 
um, Oregon has a place at the table because of money and Phil Knight. Washington, maybe. But, you know, we know who those schools are, right? And those are the ones you want to play. So you can put your chest out and say, well, we beat them. TCU beating Michigan, oh, my God. You can't imagine what that meant so much to these people in a national game like that. And that's just meant everything. And, you know, you, you get limited opportunities to do that. So for SMU, yeah, for those, for those students and for the alums who, who really follow SMU athletics, yeah, it really would mean a lot to them. Do I think they're going to – but I, the thing that I think is going to ultimately happen, though, and this is just conversations I've had. And, and, you know, John, you know how it goes. Most of this – so much of this speculation is wrong. And right. then, you know, it's then there's a hard left turn. But I don't – if, if I'm the Pac-12, I hang tight with what I've got because I think what you've got is still pretty good. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd add SMU or not. I, I, I just don't think it does anything. I try to get one more, go back to 10, and try like hell to hang on to what you've got. Because I personally think what they've got is something cool and something special and something unique. And I, I don't think adding Boise, and I love Boise, I certainly don't think adding Fresno um, or SMU really does that much. San Diego, yeah, I give it a shot. But the Pac-12 has a real identity, and I think you want to protect that, even if that means you have to take a little bit less I think you want to protect it, but at the same time, revenue is revenue, and they, you know, they're all in this insane money game where they just they can't make enough, yeah. and they, you know that that's going to be the determining factor. But I I still like the Pac-12 where it is, even though it's, it's lost its two big, you know, mothership schools. I I just don't I, I just don't see how adding SMU it does that much for them overall, but. You know, I, and I think the other thing, too, is it wouldn't surprise me if the next three or four years Pac-12 schools get picked off. And if that happens, then it becomes the Mountain West. Yeah, Mac Ingalls with us, SMU professor, uh, Fort Worth Star, Telegram. What happens to SMU? Pac, let's say the Pac-12 says, you know what, we're going to stay at 10. We like our identity. Deal's good enough. We're going to sign uh, Oregon-Washington, know they can get to the playoff easier through the Pac-10. They don't have to compete against sure. Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, you know what happens to SMU in that scenario? Stay put, American Athletic Conference. And I think that's you know when I reached out to them, you know I reached out to SMU representative on a, for an on the record comment. They, they're not going to talk about it because, and I would tell them the same thing if I was on there. If I you know if I was being asked like yeah don't don't touch this because you still have to be a good member of the American Athletic Conference and you know. I think we sometimes forget, justifiably, that college athletics is gigantic. And if you look at the American Athletic Conference, it's pretty good. I mean, Cincinnati, I know Cincinnati's leaving, but Cincinnati got to the playoff out of the American Athletic Conference. Houston has been good, and they've spent a ton of money to be competitive. Being in, There's no shame in being in the AAC. There's not. I, I think the problem is, is that we're just so – power five centric and really and i wrote it today it's feeling like the power two and then the first three uh, and and that's you know that's the way it is but i think they'll they'll stay where they are and that delineation in college football which is you know who has the most money and who doesn't will continue to run it and they'll be they'll keep trying because i know it's a priority for the, the president of that school who's been there for a long time to try to get into a power a power league, 
And I think they'll just keep knocking on the door and hoping it changes, and, and maybe they can get lucky and get one of those invites. I love talking with people who are on those campuses and in the know. Uh, SMU professor and Fort Worth Star-Telegram columnist Mac Engel. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure, John. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. You bet. There it is. Sobering stuff, but look, he's spitting, he's spitting some truth there. I think there's a real possibility that the Pac-12 could stay at 10 and become the Pac-10 again. I think there's a possibility they could go to 11 and add San Diego State. Uh, I tweeted today that, uh, you know, Boise State sources telling me that the Pac-12 offices have kept Boise State at arm's length. I haven't tweeted this yet, but I'm told that Fresno State is feeling the same way. They are not uh, feeling that they are uh, respected by the Pac-12 offices, and I, and I think that pertains to their academic standards more than anything. It's not a slap on the geography. There's a lot of TV households in Central California. I think there's a real possibility that the Pac-12 gets pretty picky when it comes to this stuff. Uh, SMU being willing to pay or buy its way into the conference is interesting. But uh, we'll talk about that in the coming days. On tomorrow's show, we're going back to Sand Dog. We've got, uh, you know, somebody heard Lee Hacksaw Hamilton's appearance on this show. And another radio station in San Diego had a, had a host reach out and say, hey, put me on. I have a different take on San Diego State. As Hacksaw was down on San Diego State being part of the Pac-12. Leave it here. you got the BFT statewide. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.